Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. This week's episode of Always Aggravated, some good stuff for you. We start out with baseball. The season is upon us. Attendance has been a disaster. What are the reasons behind it? Sully has some information nuggets. I've got some theories. And hell, I even dish a little bit of dirt on the radio industry because, well, there's some parallels between radio and baseball. And then a great conversation, Roberto, with the most popular new hot grilling items for the dudes out there. And we find out what Sully's specialty is. Wieners. (laughs) On the grill, of course. All right, so part of this week's pod, I I really want to get into this. I I love baseball. I've always loved baseball. But baseball's got some real problems on its hands. And if you listen to the regular show, you know my thoughts on this. You know I think baseball's a dying sport. I think once the 55 and up crowd ends up six feet under, baseball has no way to recuperate. Uh, The younger generation does not have time for this game. But there's also a real nasty underside to this, which is how expensive it is to even go to a baseball game. And look, these baseball stadiums were built for days gone by. I, I compare baseball to horse racing. You know, when when they built some of these bigger tracks like Aqueduct and Belmont, it was for a day gone by. We're getting 50, 60, 70,000 people at the track was, you know, a regular occurrence. Well, no one's doing that anymore. And you're filling up Belmont Park one day a year. You're filling up Aqueduct? uh, Never. But the point is, these baseball stadiums, um, 40,000, 50,000, these are empty, period. And many of them go empty all year. And as another baseball season has started, and Mike, you did a hell of a job putting some numbers together and some interesting stuff. I wanted to rap about this because I don't know that it gets a whole lot better. And you're seeing empty stadiums in places where they're usually not. Uh, San Francisco being one of them. More on that in a minute. But as I watch games every night, and I know it's early in the season, it's cold out, um, some of these day games, but... Guys, baseball's attendance was down 4% last year. And many people, myself included, not like I'm some kind of goddamn savant or anything, I think baseball will go down again this year. Well, if you're talking about attendance that drops almost 10% in two seasons, you have a crisis on your hands. You do. And I know what your answer is, TV money, etc. But I wanted to read this to you. Um, This is a summary of the MLB attendance so far. Baseball attendance down 4% last year, and it's not looking better this year. That's according to Forbes. There have barely been any postponements. The Marlins and Blue Jays are the drivers when it comes to the lack of fan interest so far. Paid attendance. Are you ready for this? On average in Miami, doesn't break 10,000. 9,577. But only 6,900 if you don't include the announced 25,000 that attended opening day. So on an average night, 
You barely get 7,000 people in a stadium whose capacity is north of, what, 40,000? In Miami, too, which is a beautiful park, and, and it's... It's a nice area, obviously. You don't have to, there's no real weather concerns down in Miami. It seems like it's always nice. How about the Blue Jays? And obviously, I know you've been to Rogers Center. I've been. Yep. Toronto's a wonderful city. This is a downtown stadium. There's no issues getting to it, getting out of it. Blue Jays' attendance is down 30% year over year. They are barely averaging a Montreal Expos-esque 10,000 fans a game. This attendance now, a 15-year low. Shrinking by anywhere from 6 to 6.5%. Baseball simply has not galvanized fan bases enough to come out and watch. Now, the Forbes report is one thing. Let me give you some anecdotes, and then, Sully, I'll chop it up with you, because this is just not acceptable in any other sport. If it were the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, certainly. Uh, April 8th, 2019, the Orioles announced their smallest attendance in Oriole Park history, 6,585. In a park that holds, again, 40,000, give or take. The San Francisco Giants, who have, in my opinion, uh, the most beautiful baseball stadium potentially in the league. Uh, Yes, I've been there. I'm not just saying that from a picture or something, guys. The Giants announced a paid attendance of 31,828. That's the lowest single-game attendance in almost a decade. Notable matchups this year that failed to draw anyone. How about Justin Verlander on the mound, Astros, Texas, 17,000. Twins and Royals, 9,009 and change. Trout and the Angels in Seattle. And Seattle, red hot, 13,000 at the ballpark. And Chris Sale and the Red Sox visiting the Oakland Coliseum, 12,000. So what does all of it mean? I am a firm believer baseball is in a shitload of trouble. And I watch games every night from ballparks in every city. And, you know, I've cited the early season troubles in Cincinnati. And since he's got a good lineup, they got some exciting players. They got a couple pitchers you pay to see, like Luis Castillo. Mike, there might be a thousand people in the ballpark. And I know it's, it's cold, but like. Am I overreacting to well, this? Well, here's the thing. We can't really use these excuses this year, as as the article pointed out. We can't use the excuse of postponements no, of weather like, like last year we heard about. And, and I get it. Weather does factor in. A lot of people like to just go sit outside and watch baseball games. They don't want to sit outside in bad weather. I get that. But it's totally more than this. And, and one, of, one of the opinions I have on this whole MLB attendance issue is I just really think that baseball does a terrible job with marketing their players. They have so many players that could be marketed better, whether that's Kershaw, whether that's Chris Bryant, whether that's um, Bryce Harper, you know, Aaron Judge. There's so many guys that just aren't marketed at all. And you look at the other sports, and there's constantly NBA marketing their guys, NFL marketing their guys. You see these faces, you see these names everywhere. Baseball, from a marketing perspective, is terrible. But then the other thing is the cost to attend a game. I, I really do think... That, that factors into it because people, there's a love affair with going, sitting outside in the summer watching a game. But these families are, are really becoming priced out. And I think that that, sure, it's a sports-wide thing, but baseball specifically, there have been studies that have been done. It's gotten bad in that department. Well, first thing, what if I told you you're right about baseball's marketing failures, but I don't think it's a reason for the attendance? Would you think I'm crazy? I think that people nowadays pay to see players in sports not in baseball and i'll tell you why because baseball's boring well, Look, it is. I, I love baseball but i'm a 38 year old man 
Baseball for the average adult is an incredibly arduous, boring, monotonous experience. Mike, I don't think anyone's paying to watch any baseball player because here's the dirty secret. Society's moved on. We all are instant gratification now. Smartphones, Mm -hmm. um, action. You know, football's great because you get 30 seconds off, you get another play. Baseball is a slow burn. Right. And the new generation, look, I think society has moved on where even if you're a parent right now of a young child, you as the parent have changed because society has demanded that change. The constant connectivity, email, smartphones, you know, chats or, or, you know, like, for instance, Slack is this unbelievable work feature where you can have an online deal with your 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 staff, etc., Look, man, I, I don't believe it matters what baseball does now. I think they're dead. Which they, is a shame. They are dead because nobody wants to watch their game. The fabric of the game is boring to people under the age of 30. It just is. And, and I think they, they're to a point where they know it. They're trying to make changes and then nothing really works. Don't sell me on some stupid pitch clock or some, you know, in between innings can only take so long. It doesn't really affect it. People are still going to be bored and we're still going to see people at parks like we do every, I've already seen it so far this season when I've gone online. You see younger people at the park, and of course it's old people just want to make fun of them, but you see younger people at the park just on their phones, not right. really paying attention to the game. That's a sign Mike, that at the people time, are interested. At the time of this taping, which is uh, Tuesday afternoon, Tigers have just had first pitch against the Indians. Now, Kluber's on the mound. You got the Tigers playing good ball mm-hmm. early. It is a beautiful, I mean idyllic, 65 and sunny today, okay? Maybe 62, whatever it is. I was outside in a long sleeve t shirt and I was comfortable. It's gorgeous yeah, out here in Metro Detroit, okay? Mike, if the Tigers announce anything over a couple thousand fans in this ballpark, it's not, it's not honest. I mean, you could say they sold those tickets. There's a couple thousand people in Comerica Park. Well, and I don't even believe some of these numbers on here either is no. as bad as they are. I think no. it's probably even worse. So the, the the fix, this is my point. In the coming weeks and months, you're going to read articles about, and Sully nailed it, pace of play, uh, pitch clock, marketing, star. It, it, here's my thing. I don't know that there is a fix because anything I suggest, the league is not going to do. Do we need less games? Yeah, we do. Do we need more double headers where people get two games for the price of one? Okay. Not where it's two separate ticket pools. You do. Because you have to start pooling attendance. You know, do we need no day games until kids are out of school? You know, do we need the season to start later and end earlier? Those are all great suggestions, but they're idealistic. They're not realistic. I don't know that there's a fix, but I'll tell you this if I were in baseball, TV money's great. That's fine. This is turning into a perception problem. And perception eventually, sadly, becomes reality. Right now, it looks like no one cares about baseball because there's no one in these buildings. All right, a quick break just to talk about our launch sponsor. It's the D Las Vegas. You're looking to get away, relax, have a good time. D Las Vegas has everything you need. I mean, hell, we're there every March for March Madness. And as I've said before, there ain't no better setup. On the strip, off the strip, it don't matter. Go to the D, go to that chalet upstairs, and ain't nothing better. Bottom line, next time you go to Vegas, check out the D.com. Completely renovated. Downtown is not what you remember. Hell of a lot of new places. It's, it's a damn good time. There's really no other way to put it. And again, the D has everything you need. You're not going to spend a ton of money on the room. Take that money and go do fun things with it. Do what Sully does. Make a bunch of losing basketball bets or 
well, or for Sully, fall asleep on the horse racing machine on the second floor vintage casino. The bottom line, the D's got it all. They got the sports book. They got the long bar. They got it all. Check it out. The D.com to book your stay today. It's the D.com, the D Las Vegas. And as you know, it is your home for Detroit sports in Vegas. Let's face it, man. There are a lot of towns right now, including Detroit. You know your team ain't making the playoffs. So now you have to ask yourself, in the absence of actual consequence, competition, why am I going to the park? To go and buy an $8.50 beer or a $14 microbrew or some ridiculous diarrhea-inducing food item that is straight from hell because these ballparks think that people just want to go eat bacon-wrapped hot dogs that are coated in a funnel cake and then dipped in butter. Like, Mike, (laughs) I, I really, I'm telling you, the only fixes are unrealistic. Shorter season, start later, end earlier, doubleheaders once the kids are out of school, affordable concessions. Baseball would need to have almost this come-to-Jesus meeting with itself, and they're not going to do it. But how did it get this bad? Because what we're essentially saying here is that... Society. Okay, what we're saying we're getting to it is that people have changed over the years. It's not necessarily... We're talking about stuff, hey, we need to to lower, uh, you know, there shouldn't be as many as 162 games. That's something that's always been there, and, it, right. and it's been successful. So that let me, model has let me been give successful. You an example. Let me give you an example, and this will be very unpopular, uh, specifically with my own company and, and within this business, but I'm not afraid to say it. I would draw a parallel to radio, what we do every day. I have fought for years that we need to get with it, wake up as it pertains to digital. This podcast should have been out four years ago, okay? But I had to fight. We finally got this thing going. And I don't want to get into all the other factors as to why it didn't happen. But it just didn't, and I wanted it. The point is, radio stations across the country fight digital. They don't want to give on-demand access. And I understand the business model. If we give away what we do by day, we will cannibalize ourselves, and we will end up losing. But there's a reason on this podcast that what I do here doesn't go on the air, and what I do on the air doesn't go here. The point is... As a business, as we move forward, society has changed, is changing now, and the speed, the velocity of that change is only going to ramp up. And what do I mean by that? I mean that the idea that people will come to us to hear about their teams versus us needing to provide the real-time content to our customers when they can get it at their convenience that, I mean, that's happening. Interesting. Like, yeah. my, my, Mike, I'm telling you, it is not far off where the model's going to be inverted. Like, right now, only, what, 25% of Americans listen to podcasts or have heard of a podcast. 75% are still radio. That's going to be inverted. And in my opinion here, I'll say it, I think it's the next five to seven years. Mm. So my point is, when society changes, sometimes there's not a lot you can do. Right. Now, radio can save itself if we get off our asses and stop being stubborn, and, and also, too, we need to hire smarter people. Uh, I think the, the amount of digital knowledge within the terrestrial radio landscape is poor, to say the least. We need to get with it because it's on us now to put our content front and center to people. The, the reason I went that direction is I think it's similar to baseball in that society has changed. Look, for instance, I, I have a sister who just graduated college a year ago, and all of her friends would listen to the show but they never turned on the radio. 
This is a group of 20, 21-year-old young people, and they're listening to the show is what's on YouTube, what's on podcast, the, the terrestrial podcast where we offer you snippets. And certainly yeah. once we created this always aggravated podcast, they would download that. That should be the most chilling thought in the world to radio executives because the 21-year-old now is the father of two in your near future who's going to be driving around and want to hear about their teams. The difference is that father of two has never, ever said, I have to turn on the radio to listen about my teams at a certain time on certain days. That generation of young people, they have never watched television shows on a certain night at a certain time. I was programmed. Thursday night, it's Friends and Seinfeld, right? Mm. That was Thursday night. Better be watching or it's gone. Now it's now, Netflix. Yeah. Right. So that my point is, to bring it full circle, baseball has to figure out a way, not only to entice people, but to put themselves in front of the people. And provide an experience that somehow, some way, has got an appealing ROI, has got the ability to make fans feel like they're in more control. The same, the same way that we in radio better get with it. And it's a battle I fight every day, and I'm telling you, man. Like, no, I don't think I'll be doing terrestrial radio in a decade. Absolutely not. And my plan will be to be doing a digital formatted show, because I think that's where the future is. Because society demands it. So in, a, in the same way, I don't think there's anything you can do from a programming standpoint to, you know, get people back in the mix like they used to be in the 90s. It's baseball. I don't think a pitch clock's going to. But that's interesting because that's what, a lot of that is what we hear nowadays, too, with, sure, you know, pace of play. You hear, oh, the game has turned into too much. It's, it's now it's just home run or strikeout. We hear about all this stuff within the game. Game's changed. And maybe it's it's the opposite, where it's more of people have changed, not necessarily the game. Sure, the game has changed, but you know what? The, there's always been 162 games. It's always been played the same type of way. Yeah. Yes, you see more strikeouts, more home runs, boomer bust type stuff. I get that. But maybe it is more just you attention hear, spans and people. You want to hear a wild idea? I'll give it to you. And I think it's it's probably one of my shittier ideas ever, but here we go. Playoffs sell. The NBA playoffs is fire. The NHL playoffs is fire. The NFL, it dominates all year long. But college football, playoffs, March Madness, that's a playoff. I think the idea in baseball of maybe, maybe getting rid of the unbalanced schedule and the overly heavy divisional play, getting rid of divisions altogether, universal DH, and you double the amount of teams that make the playoffs. Yeah, not enough play, teams make it. And you play three-game series. Yeah. And the only seven-game series becomes the World Series. I, I'm just, I'm offering you something so far outside the box that well, Peter Gammon's head just fucking exploded. Yeah, I mean... But I don't know <laughs> what is going to get people in. But I'll tell you this, look, and again, for, for people who aren't familiar, we're a Detroit-based radio show. Look, watching Tigers-Royals 17 times? Are you kidding me? I ever banged my head off a toilet. Yeah. You know, how many times do you need to sit there and watch your team play the Marlins or your team play the Orioles? I, Mike, I don't know what the solutions are. I'll just tell you, the attendance is a problem. The optics of it are bad. Society's moved on. And frankly, I don't know if baseball can change enough, fast enough, where they're going to be able to save themselves. 
Finally, the days are getting a little longer around here. Put those extra hours of sunlight to work by saving you more money. You can reduce your power bill with help from Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in Michigan, one of the top solar installation companies in the nation. Power Home installs American-made panels, 30-year warranty, allowing you to own your power, not just rent it from the power company. As an official partner of the Lions, the company installed solar panels at Ford Field and Allen Park, and they seek to continue building a movement towards cleaner, greener energy by seeing if solar is right for your home. Go to PowerHome.com. That's PowerHome.com or give them a call, 1-800-SOLAR-15 to schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power, own it with help from PowerHome Solar. So for those of you who don't live in Metro Detroit, this is real simple. For us, it's a goddamn holiday when the sun (laughs) comes out and it's semi-warm. And this week, it has become a week where you begin to grill. Ah. And I know, it's very exciting. One, we need to settle something. Uh, Two, we need to actually see Sully learn how to grill this summer. But three, you have got... And I'm sadly probably going to have most of this stuff. The the (laughs) hottest grilling accessories for every dude on Amazon. Correct? Yes. Okay. First things first. Is have you begun grilling? Are you you're you're back in swing? Yeah, I was telling you the other day, uh Sunday I grilled and I was a little worried because I'd left my grill out during the winter. I mean, oh, I keep Jesus. the cover on it, but so it was it was a little funky Did when you, I opened it. You burn it. it clean? It was a little funky. You didn't burn it clean. It was beyond that. So what I did was I went to my local big box store, you and I grapes. was so shocked at all the universal pieces they have now. You don't even have to do measurements or know your brand or anything. I bought a whole new grates. I bought new tents for the burners. Boom. Everything was brand new. 50 bucks. I got a, I got a new grill. So you spent money. You could have just burned everything. No, no. But now the service is nice. and sl- I even lost a hamburger on the grill Sunday. It was so slippery and new. <laughs> It was great. Structural integrity. <laughs> yeah. All right, so your, your gas grill, Sully, yeah. I don't even have to ask. You no, I, I've, gotten, re- I've gotten really, I've enjoyed grilling a lot the past couple summers. But see, this is the problem I take. He he steps to the plate and goes, oh, I've really enjoyed grilling. You don't do nothing beyond a chicken breast or a burger. No, I do chicken breasts, I do burgers, I do hot dogs, I do... Oh, uh, I do hot dogs. <laughs> asparagus. You throw the fucking thing on the grate and it sits there and it cooks. I've done uh, sweet potatoes, I've done asparagus, I've done uh, corn, certainly. I've done a lot of oh, stuff. Oh, corn, wow. You say you did fruit one time, right? I've done a, a, a grilled, like, apple type thing. Yeah, it was good. It and was really grilled good. Grilled apple, apple type thing. I wanted a little dessert to grill. David, yeah. I know you're you're my brother from another mother. You're the only other charcoaler in this room. Yes, I am. That's right. If I had more time I would do it more often but I stick to the simple because when I have time I just want to get something quick burgers chicken uh, yeah but I mean char see this is the thing Mm -hmm. charcoal is about the taste gas is about the convenience yes and this is something that I'm struggling with because as I get older look and I know Roberto won't say it on the pod but yesterday He's, oh, my God, there's no replacing a charcoal hamburger. It's just so delicious. Or chicken, or a piece of chicken. Anything. That's my point is, once you get past your early 20s, Mm -hmm. charcoal needs to be in your repertoire. It has to be. But my problem is, I got rid of my gas grill years ago, and I went and I I got a big green egg. Now, this thing is amazing, because I like smoking meat. But look, the big green egg is also a kick-ass charcoal grill. Here's the problem. It's what you just said. It's time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tuesday night. Build a fire, get ready. I mean, it. You gotta want it. It takes time. This is where. Am I a total idiot? 
if I grab a cheaper gas grill as a compliment to my big green egg for the convenience factor? No, because what, what time I, are you eating dinner now? 10 o'clock at night? No, <laughs> no, I mean, no, because like this is the problem, though, when you start doing this Amazon thing is I've got so many little trinkets and goofy little diddly doos like to build the charcoal fire in the big green egg. Dude, I got this thing. It looks like it looks like a Sylvester Stallone machine gun. Mm. It's got this huge tube with perforations. It looks like a Russian machine gun from the 80s. But it's got a heat coil inside of it, and it's got an air blower. So it heats up to like 700 degrees and then blows that hot air on the charcoal and ignites it. Mm. And you can get it lit evenly. Like you just hold the button on it, and it, it's a blower, and it just gets your charcoal started. Well, so there you go. What's no, the problem? Because even when you're doing that, you got to put the charcoal in. You got to yep. clean out your grates. Then you got to hold this damn thing here until it starts to ignite. Yep. Open your dampers. Let it start to burn. And that's what? David, I'm a big believer you need 30 minutes on your coals. Oh, for sure. Okay, so 30 minutes plus the setup, yes. that's before I cook. Yes. Now, I don't even know this. You go and you buy a bag of charcoal. How long does that last? I buy the charcoal pieces. Like the, the, Some of them are like bricks, and some of them are a little crumbly. A big bag for me, I can usually get two or If I'm just cooking like Sully-style shit, I can probably get two or three cooks. Out of one full batch, how many full patch batches per bag? I don't know. See, in the summer, the... a bag will last me a month because it's a massive, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's like a 30, 40-pound bag of yeah. charcoal. See, for me, I would say about two times because usually when I have time, then I invite family over. And then we all have a, like a big old thing. So I'm not like just cooking for my family. I'm cooking for everybody. So there's a big meal going on. So about two. You guys are making me hungry, man. <laughs> That's why I like the gas grill, though, because I can get, you know, in one propane tank, I can get what? 25 times. Okay, I can but, cook but on my it? question is, and I'm asking this, I've had both and I agree, charcoal tastes better. But in your guys' opinion, what specifically, what exactly is so much better about charcoal versus gas? Like, the taste itself. I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. <laughs> I just know that it's better. Yeah, it I think it produces better. more smoke or so something. So it's the smoke, yeah. is what you're saying. I, I, I don't, Mike, I also think it's the cooking. I'm telling you, there's, magic. there's something to it. I feel like with gas, the flame doesn't jump up quite as high or quite as hot. I'm not a sci I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. I'm just a guy who loves to grill. <laughs> but, like, I'm telling you. Plus, here's the other thing. This is where with charcoal, if you do it right, you can do, you can you can smoke things like the big green egg or like if you got a Traeger, whatever it is, dude. I'm telling you, you buy the different kinds of wood and you smoke your ribs or you yeah. smoke. I'll tell you one thing: it's delicious to smoke. It's pork belly. Mm. You got it. I know, David. You're anti swine. I know, <laughs> but I'll be goddamned. You're missing out. Right. The, the, the whole issue is, is, is it? Utterly ridiculous. Am I going to face your guy's scorn if I add a gas <laughs> grill back to the repertoire because I do miss the convenience on a weeknight? I'll just get like one of those little Webers. Oh, I want to get a tiny you know? tot. Yeah. like Just a, give me something I can hit a damn button and put two pieces of salmon on there on a Tuesday night. Yeah, there you go. Because I'll tell you, setting up the green egg, you you got you to gotta want it. Yeah, I see no problem doing it. I mean, what we do, you want to get home, enjoy summer, enjoy the, the, you know, the sun. Right. Yeah, yeah. Get a gas you know, like, grill for convenience. You know, like most people just hit a button on their phone and their favorite song plays. Where I like to get a piece of vinyl out, wash it, vacuum it, rinse it. Well, that's then... not normal, though. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, man. Like, what? If, if, what percentage of people you think still use charcoal? I think a lot of people swear by it, so it's yeah. probably gonna be more than you think. I'm, I, I do. 
Like I, I got fully converted to charcoal. And I'm, the gas grill would only be in matters of extreme convenience. Like, mm-hmm. I'll never go away from, from charcoal. I can't. It tastes too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roberto, it does. I've forgotten what it's like. I can't even remember. Why don't you have a little charcoal grill? I know. I will do it. This, this season, I'm like, going to do it. Like, what's the problem? Just ha- buy a little shitty one. Here, go down here. For, for our local Detroiters, they'll know what I'm talking about. Go down to Belle Isle, steal one of those charcoal <laughs> boxes. That's like drilled into the yeah, ground. Like, like the square one. That's the, the square power. box. Yeah. Just go down to Belle Isle. No one ever goes there. Steal one of those. They got like 80 of them. It's <laughs> the problem. I will do that. Maybe think, we'll just go to the park and, we'll, and I will try it out. I think Roberto's just too lazy. I think he doesn't want to deal with the charcoal and then getting it warm right, and here's hot. Here's my thing too: is that I'm a slow, even on the gas grill, I'm a slow and low guy. So I'm not, you know, unless it's a steak or something you have to sear. I'll, you know, if it's chicken or fish or something, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, get a sear on it, then put it on the top rack. The kids and the wife are begging me: Is it done yet? Is it done yet? Mm. And I just sit out there and. Love everything. So it's, a, it's basically you're saying you cook it slow as an excuse to get away from your family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spend but, more time on but the grill. See, I, I, I can't bullshit. Like when I'm when I'm making a fire, one of my favorite things, I'll sit outside with the dogs. With a drink. Might, might yeah. enjoy a cigar or a little drink and just relax. And I oh, take 45 minutes to myself. But newsflash, <laughs> I don't have that on a Wednesday night. I got yeah. shit to do. You gotta yep. eat. And I, yeah, you can't be eating at nine o'clock. This ain't Barcelona, Spain. <laughs> you know, you're eating 10 o'clock at night. Like that's the issue. The building a fire takes time. See, yes. Sully will Sully will never use charcoal. I'll tell you right now. He it's an evolution. My, my grilling skills is, is evolving. And once I, I'll get there the one constitution day. Constitution, mass charcoal. Yeah. No, I'll get there one day. I still got to perfect a lot of other stuff on the gas grill first before See, I start thinking like about that serious stuff. See, I, here's what I want to do, and this will never happen because Sully will get all uptight and he'll get upset and angry. I, I think we do need to go to his place. We need to put this to the test. Oh, you're welcome to. I think, you're, I think he's bullshitting. I've seen pictures of some of this stuff, and I'll tell you, when you showed me that chicken you cooked last year, they look like fucking styrofoam. I, I've done steak, chicken, uh <laughs> It doesn't burger, mean you did it well. I, I need well. to see what the skills are. I do I'm sure he well. does that hot dog just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys, I did those Nathans like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I, I do some stuff really well on the grill. I've been proud of myself, to be honest. What, all right, give me the number one thing, and then I'll, we, we're going to come over and test this out. Number um, one. You know, I, I, it sounds cliche. It's like some nice Dave, salmon. No, I've done, I've done salmon. I, I, I do, wood I do really good burgers. Um, but see, I this do. is shit that a 10 year old could do. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm learning. It's more of a process. I, my steaks, I don't do well. I got to do that. I got to start getting better at cooking steaks. Oh my God. Um, you I mean do the re- only thing you've listed that requires skill? Grilled chicken, I can do well. Yeah, like, or I'll do like a grilled chicken sandwich with the, uh, you know, I'll grill it and then I'll do some other stuff. It's, All right. it's, we, I'm, not, I'm not trying. I'm really not trying to make fun of you, Sully. But that's the first thing that I started. Right when my parents, <laughs> my dad nah. came to me and said, "I'm gonna teach you how to grill." No, I just chicken. I, I just started Hot grilling dog. like not like towards the end of not this past summer, but the previous. So I'm still really God. Okay. You were raised by wolves. Working on it. You know. Well, maybe some of these accessories I have will help him out. I'm gonna tell you, I am an accessory whore. <laughs> I, no, I am. I have a bin for my wood. I have a bin for Ooh. my charcoal. I have all types of different apparatuses, mm-hmm. like like okay. uh, I've, I've got a the inverter plate. I've got like, d- dude, I've got this special rib rack that's like a triangle, and you can slot your ribs oh, in. Stand I, I was gonna put down. that on the list. I didn't put it on there. Got it, <laughs> dude. I am an except. Like I'm like a little kid. I'm almost like when you go to Bronner's, the Christmas store, and you just see the all the. Uh, all the, what do you call them, the things you put on the tree? Ornaments. The bulbs, ornaments. Yeah. yeah, 
Dude, you get me, and I, I don't want to pimp out a local retailer, but there's a local grill store that I happen to spend a decent amount of time in. Forget about it. I may as well light my fucking credit card on fire. I walk into this place, and it is it is like Valhalla. Yeah. It, it, I can't stop myself. I love grill shit. This is where Sully is missing out because it. when you are later in life like David and, and you and myself, and life is really over for us. Yeah. This is what you have. Yes, it is. This is it. Sully's still going to the bar, getting shit-faced and having all kinds of good time. We're, we're dead inside. All we have left is our relationship with our grill, the various meats we put on it, and our toys. Yeah, I mean, these when are I, our toys. When I replaced those grates the other day, I was showing my kids. I was so excited. Look, guys, look at, look at. They're like, yeah, yeah, what, what? Yeah. What? Then you're like, here, here you go, here you go. Check this out. Now we're gonna brush it with olive oil. We're gonna turn it into stainless. We're, it's gonna be, uh, a, 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 what do you call it, a nonstick? That's right. All right, go, I want to hear some of these. Okay, so the most popular one that I saw on Amazon. Is and I, I saw this when I was at the store the other day, but I've never bought them. I don't know if you guys have seen them or, what? or have bought them. Say it. Are these uh, barbecue grill mats? They're uh, 100% non-stick. You can put yeah. right on the grill. Yeah, I got mm -hmm. one. And they're good for like fish. Yes. And no, shrimp. I tell you, I'll tell you, you what, can the cook real eggs on it. Yeah, but see, no, no. First of all, first of all, you need a bath. Look at my basket, Denise. <laughs> you need a basket oh for God. your fish. No, no, I have it. I you have, I one have of these mats. Yeah, did I get one? No, it says I dishwasher say. I don't like it, and I'll tell you why. You don't get the grill marks you're looking for. Uh, see, you take away the it direct contact does. with the flame. And see, I, I told you, I'm a total grill freakazoid. I like the vegetables in direct contact with the flame. Yes. Now th th that's just me. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. You may as well keep them inside and saute them on a stovetop. So you don't like the grill basket. The basket is great for fish. <laughs> Sully, do you, you like this basket? I love that basket, of course. <laughs> No, the basket's good for fish because that way you can non-stick that. It's not going to fall through anything. There's the key. Structural right. integrity. The other way you can do it, and I'm telling you, it's a great trick with fish, leave the skin on, yes. grill the fish skin side down. Mm -hmm. it, once you're low and slow and it's done, you scrape it right off. The skin will stay on your grill. You then scoop your fish, skinless, beautiful, yep. cooked to perfection. And then all you need to do is shove the... Uh, the nasty bits through the grates and it burn, burn those off. alive yep. while you're eating dinner. Well, yeah, it says now you can grill that shrimp, vegetables, and diced meat without fog. You know what fog is? No. Fear of losing to grill. Yeah, but that's <laughs> part of being. That's part of having skill. <laughs> I was about to say I've done that early on. And the only thing I would I, I like a basket for too is if, would be if you're going to try to grill a scallop or something like that, mm. or, or lobster tails. Yeah, if, if you're going to go, basket. you're going to go high end and bougie on a on a Saturday afternoon. Wow, you know what? I have to do some lobster this year. I have never tried it. I got a trick. Mm. I'll tell you what we'll do. Mm. And of course, we're not going to invite anyone else from this place. The four of us. <laughs> I'll bring you to the house. I'll show you a trick. I got a I got a grill lobster deal for you. Mm. Blow your fucking head off! Wow. Unbelievable. I'm Next. hungry now. Next now this, on the list, this I do not have, but I I, I always see it on TV. And Balls. I, I should have one. Balls. No, those are under the kitchen sink. A spine. Uh, yeah, no, that's been gone for a long time. I love this. Wife. Is <laughs> this is the this is the Belmain stainless steel cheese melting dome for your burger. No. Cheese melt? I don't yeah, need so that. You put that well, time, when you put the cheese on, you put that on Why do you need a the... dome? You got a lid. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't know. If I that... put the lid to a grill, or my, my big green egg is like a tomb of death, 
You put the lid down for a minute, the cheese is fucking dripping yeah. off the burger. What do I need that, that for? It says, of course, to create the perfect burger. No, you know what that is? That's if my name's Marty and I work at the <laughs> diner and I'm cooking on a flat top. <laughs> you use the squirt bottle of water and you cover it up. <laughs> but, uh, with the I love when I see These that. all sound like Eric Thies products. Roberto. Oh, come on. Next. All right. Now, this is where we get into like more technically advanced stuff. I'm so here this for is a, all of it. This is called the iGrill Mini. What is, yeah, and this is actually a That's the probe. Uh, yeah, a, a I, I Bluetooth probe. Oh yeah, that mm. it goes 150 feet. So you can be in Money. your living room, and this thing's going to alert Money. your phone. Money when your meat is at a certain. Uh, I have temperature. it. Wow. I have it, and I'm telling Whoa. you right now, it is worth every. It's only God 40 bucks. It's every goddamn penny and twice on Sundays. See that? Roberto, look yeah, here. I'll show you. Get, you that. get cool. yourself some. Here, of that. I'll show you. Look at this. So I, you get the app here. I know this is geeky, and Sully's <laughs> laugh, laughing at me. So you get the app right here, and you say you're going to start grilling. Look at this shit. <laughs> Hold on. Fuck you. Yeah. Look at this shit. Then you select your type of meat. Yeah. My point is, here, boom, 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 boom. What kind of sauce you want? Then it'll no. baste for no, you. No, but you cool. <laughs> it'll take the temperature of where the meat is at currently. That's and then cool. you set the alarm for the temperature you're looking for. And now I can go watch a baseball game. Right. Now, it's the best is for smoking. If you're smoking meat, that's where, to me, it's the best. But even shit like if you're going to do a cowboy cut steak, like mm. I like doing really thick steaks on the grill. Mm -hmm. I think the crust you can produce, the way you can cook them, that's wonderful. Put the probe right in the middle of it. Oh, God, yeah. Cook it to about 123 and pull it. Wow. Yeah, David. This is sweet. Dave, I got to get that. When's your birthday? Uh, July. Done. No, 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 Don, no, no. you're getting a the fucking end. probe. I'll have Don. it before the no. end. I'll give you one now. Done. Uh, <laughs> oh. Hey, guys, Sully here, and I want to talk to you about our friends over at Coppercraft Distillery, Holland, Michigan. If you haven't tried Coppercraft yet, just check them out. Local retailers, local restaurants, ask for Coppercraft, whether you like their bourbon, their gin, vodka, whiskey, got all sorts of stuff. I've tried basically all of it. It's really, really good, and... Also, I'm sure you've heard the news. They're now at Comerica Park this year. Right Field. If you're going down to a Tigers game, make sure you swing by Right Field. Stop by the Copper Craft Bar. Check it out. I've had plenty of my friends try it. It's really, really good, really smooth, and you're going to love the way that Copper Craft tastes. Whatever your go-to is. Like I said, whether it is the, the bourbon, which is my favorite, they do a really, really nice job. And I've toured the distillery before in Holland. I know exactly what goes into how they make these products and all the time and effort they put into it. Yeah, it's worth your time just to at least check it out and give Coppercraft a taste. That's Coppercraft Distillery. Check them out online, coppercraftdistillery.com, or, of course, all over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff on social media. Coppercraft Distillery in Holland, Michigan. I am a big fan of the... Uh iRobot, the, the the vacuum cleaner. The, the Roomba? The, the Roomba thing. I have one. I love it. No. Now, what if there that was a, a Roomba? lazy product. What if there was a Roomba for your barbecue? To clean the grill? This is a uh, Grillbot automatic grill cleaning robot. Let me see this. With wire brushes that cleans the grates, works on any grill or barbecue. Let me see this guy. Look at this thing. thing. It looks like a beast. I don't want that. What is this? <laughs> I don't Look at that. that. Holy It's so typical shit. for 2019. Yeah, I don't need that. I mean, it's a total waste of money, but like... Yeah, I bet you it works good. I need to see a video on this. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to buy it. He's going to be on YouTube. He's going to buy it. Rechargeable <laughs> battery and replaceable bristles? Oh. And this thing just walks around your right. grill and cleans? Right. 
Next time we go over Mike's house, he's going to have that thing. That's pretty sweet, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to have it clean in the it. dog's undercarriage. Here, lay, <laughs> lay, on, lay on for a minute. Yeah. Let the uh, let the, let the automatic scrubber get to you. <laughs> I think now, you got some mud on your dinkus. Oh. All right. Now, Roberto, if you don't want to go with that. I'm going to save that and watch a video. A much more cost-effective method is to use your... Um, your cordless drill at home, and these attachments you can buy get are made for cleaning the barbecue that, grates. I've, I've done that. Yeah, so you can get these. It comes with like five down. pieces here, and they kind of look like those uh, like brushes for your toilet. You know what? I got to tell you that right there. I wouldn't do it because I'm not going down to the basement to get my fucking drill. This has got my brother-in-law written all over it. I've done that, that a couple times. That yeah, kid carries power tools with him to work. Yep. I swear to God, the guy will be sitting in his cubicle. Will probably have uh, you know a, a ratchet set. <laughs> look at this. It's a full. So you put these different apparatuses on the drill, and you oh you could obliterate. This is great. Yeah. All right. Now I'm going to tell that. you. I won't buy this, but I'm going to buy it for someone else. This is will going you? To right. I have this. I love it. W will you use or do you use? A uh, tenderizer. Mm. So for those that, you know, you can't see it, it has a handle on it and has these no. like little blades. No, all right. Going mm. through it. This is, okay, David, here's where you you're going to judge your me. meat with that. Here, oh, thank you for that. Come on, Roberto. <laughs> here's where David's going to judge me. I don't give two shits. If you got to use a tenderizer, yeah. you're not you doing it. You right. don't know what you're doing. You're you not don't. doing it right. Anything that is, anything that can be put on a grill can be made tender. If you cook it correctly, I'm so glad uh, it you is said a that. hard pass on the tenderizer. I think that is nonsense. How about this? Do you have this, or would you use this for your, like, say, when you use pork or pulled pork? These uh, meat the claws. claws got them. Ah, look at these meat claws. Got them. My like Wolverine, you're out my there. My wife got them for me, and then I got a set for my brother-in-law. <laughs> no, I'll tell you when when you're gonna smoke pork butt, or you're gonna like. You know, I'll tell you another thing. It's good for is when you smoke chickens. And you take the chicken off the bone and then shred the chicken? Yes. Shredded chicken's a great alternative for people who don't like swine. That's I what I do all the time. Yes. Right. But I'm telling you, you can laugh. I'll tell you right now, those things, light work. The, the tips on those little Wolverine claws, you yeah, slice your hand off. Yeah, because what a pain in the ass. Like when you, you're doing it by hand, yes, well, well, that chicken. That's why I have well, to get that. Guess what? And it's hot, you're burning your hand. <laughs> right. I'm telling you right now, those. Worth their weight in gold. I told you, I'm an idiot when it comes to grills. I love every accessory. I'm a sicko. Now, this one I've had for years, and it, to me, it's a must. If I, I would be totally lost if I didn't have this hmm. thing. Is the um, the silicone basting brush. Like got the it. plastic. Come on, man. Do you have this? I thought that was a given. Dude, I've got you one of those. Have those. I got one you of those. put it right in the dishwasher? I no, love no. it. The one I got, my wife got me. It's got like the wipers from the car wash on it. Oh, yeah. And it's got a tube. You fill the tube <laughs> with the sauce. <laughs> and <laughs> as you're brushing, you hit the button. And more of the more, shit comes ooh. out the top. So you can, you know, you're not dipping. Yeah, about to say, so you don't have to dip, dip. It's an all-in-one apparatus. Like she that. got me that. And then she got me the olive oil sprayer. Mm. Oh, I walk around all summer spraying oil all over the place. Unbelievable. On your chest. All over it. <laughs> all over it. All, all over right, it. I'll give you one I more. I need you those claws before we get it. I want, how sickened are you that I have these things? I love it. I can't, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, maybe borrow a couple things. Maybe. <laughs> I better, you sign them out like the library. I better get them back. <laughs> yeah. Now, go ahead. What else we got? All right. Now, uh, do you believe in using, uh, this is like a real uh, heavy-duty uh, aluminum Hamburger press. 
Mm-mm. No. So you put your burger in this press no. thing and you... <laughs> you make them uh, by hand. I, yeah, so I'm that they're gonna... all uniform this way. No, you make them by hand. I, I don't be honest. that. Yeah, but, but you know what, David? If you're making a ton of burgers... Th- that could shit, come in handy. That could be good. Here's the difference. That's where they'll all cook even. All right. This, I, I'll sound bad. I don't care. I have a friend who is in the food industry. Siren. I order my burgers from him. He has a blend that he brings home to his family okay. that will light your tits on mm. fire. And every burger is uniform. Okay. So I buy a box at the start of summer. They generally get me through summer. Now, if I didn't travel in, in late July and August for Saratoga and stuff, and I were here all summer, I'd probably need two boxes. Mm-hmm. No, that's the one. I had those that time, right? Yeah, and you had like six of them. Dude, you it was damn orgasmic. Got, yeah. I think I had four of them. Bro. I think my eyes rolled in the back of my head. <laughs> you know what the secret in those is, though? And he won't tell me, but I know. Crack. That, yeah, meth? <laughs> Angel dust? No. I think there's short rib in them. Oh. Oh, man. I, think I had some of those. No, beef short rib. Okay. Whew. Relax. Whew. No, come Honest on. Honest to God, I, I, I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to chloroform you <laughs> and just... Put pulled pork in your mouth. Right. <laughs> I've had enough of this anti-pork rhetoric. Right. All right. What else? Uh, so basically, all that's just left is um, another I, another app thing that you can use where um, you use your Wi-Fi in your house. It's good for this. Now this one's more for smokers, I guess. Let's see what do we got here. Um, yeah, but the, you know what the the other the other the eye grill it works. You can do both. I this this would be a waste to me. Now, lastly, I have the Barbecue Aid, the ultimate five-in-one grilling accessory. What is that? Easily make great tasting barbecue, beer can chicken, smoker box, jalapeno popper rack, skewer set, and it's dishwasher safe for $39.99. I'll be honest. I'd say yes just for shits and giggles. Yeah. You know what? Look at that. You know what people miss out on, though? Let me see this real quick. This is fucking Barbecue Aid. Oh, look at this. David, it's like Bob Ross's easel. He's got all kinds <laughs> of shit see this on thing. It. Check this out. I know. I might get that. No, you know what you're missing out on? Honestly, and I'm shocked you did not bring any of this up because I have an entire grilling area of accessories for pizza. Well, yeah, the pizza stone. No, no. I right? grill pizza. Well, the egg is good for that. I no, no. That a regular grill is good for that. You've never done it? No. I've never done it. Never successfully. It always... Hold on. Hold on. You are Mr. Paisan. <laughs> you are Mr. Pizza. You've never used your gas grill for a pizza? I have, but like I said, I can never get it right. Can't do it. Either What's... the bottom burns or the top. You know, it's never uniform. Oh, my God. Never. Now, look. The egg is not fair. Now, lasagna. I make a mean lasagna on the grill. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make strawberry shortcake. I say what? No, that's Eric Thies. No, I'm going to tell you something. The the, the pizza. Now the, the egg. It's not fair because the egg can double as like a pizza oven. Mm-hmm. The egg makes sick pizza. Yeah, sick. But I'm going to tell you the best thing you can grill. I am not kidding. This this is a go to if you're still listening to this podcast. If you want to make your wife really really <laughs> act like she likes you for at least ten minutes, listen. <laughs> You grill peaches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done okay. that. Now, you grill peaches, <laughs> and here's what you baste them with. I am This is, bar none, mm. one of the great things you can ever do on a grill for the end of a meal. Get peaches, pit them, use the halves, right? You're going to baste them. You're going to use butter, cinnamon, 
sugar, oh. and a touch of rum. Yes. You pick any rum you want. Mm-hmm. The darker the rum, the better. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I'm not talking about Captain Morgan. I mean real rum. <laughs> hey, don't knock that. Come on. I'm just saying, like, just real rum. But you base these things, and you grill them. So the coals, like, after you're done, just put them down, give them some heat, get the grill marks, and then baste once you flip. You pull these off, and you put a dollop of vanilla ice cream on top of that. Mm-hmm. Then you ask your wife about going on the golf trip with the boys. That's an automatic yes. <laughs> yep. I'm telling you. The other thing you can grill that's unreal, and then, Roberto, this is like Dago City here. Okay. You grill watermelon. <laughs> no, this is. This is Italian city right here. You grill watermelon. Come on. No, no, listen. You've never heard of this, Roberto? Roberto, No. Hold on. You grill the water. You take the big round slice. But it's just water. Isn't it just going to disintegrate? No, listen to me. You get the grill marks on one side. You flip it on the other, right? Then, obviously, take your rinds off and cut it in squares. You make a salad with the grilled watermelon, mint, and feta cheese, and a little bit of balsamic vinegar. Mm. Unbelievable. I like that. Side salad. I like that. I got I got grilling recipes for. Da- I'm a maniac. But it doesn't get mushy. Shit. It stays no, like four tender. Firms up a little bit. Beautiful. Mm. I've had a uh, grilled watermelon. It's fucking mm-hmm. great, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, I, I'll tell you what I'll do when you when, when we do this little grilling event for David's lobster grill fiesta. Oh I will make that little salad. You you your head will explode. You've never had that. <laughs> I have something similar to that. I know I've had where it was substituted with some other fruit or something. But I, you know, now notice Sully not, is going. Grilled, Sully's going completely silent once we got to the high level stuff. He's sitting there going, ah. "Yeah, it's a foreign language. I can't keep up with some of that." <laughs> Jesus Christ! I get some burgers, some, uh, some grilling peaches, yeah. <laughs> some burgers, some sweet potatoes, some steaks. That I'm, I'm what's all like in. the most this... difficult thing we could give him? Probably like a lot, like a lobster scallop. I think I, I think, would fuck uh, that up. I Lamb, <laughs> shrimp on skewers. My, my fear is, is lamb that, is tough because yeah, it has to be yep. cooked. It has to be cooked medium rare. Anything over it, you've ruined it. Yep. And the problem is lamb because of the fat content, it will spark up and you will get tons <laughs> of flame. Yep. So you have a very short window to a not burn it and make it gross, but b get enough heat on it to where it's cooked. Mm-hmm. Lamb is difficult. I've done a leg of lamb on the grill, mm. stuffed. And you mm. do super low and slow. Mm. Not, I mean, I, listen, I'm amazing. Not man. smoke it, just grilled it. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a nice injector? I don't believe in it. Mm. I'm a dry rub guy. <laughs> I'm a dry rub guy or a baster. I, the injecting thing I've always just found to be, a, it's too much of a pain in the ass for the return on investment. Yeah. I mean, that, like, look. I know. Have you ever tasted something that was injected? You're like, oh, my God, it's just, it's totally no. overblown by this flavor. <laughs> no. I can barely taste it. No, I mean, like, right. the, the most, the, the craziest stuff I do is with smoking. And then that requires time, which means it's got to be a weekend or if I've got a day off, like the Texas crutch, or you, you take your brisket out, you know, you wrap it, you put some butter in there, some different shit, and then you put it into a cooler with a towel over the top of it, let it sit for two hours. There's all kinds of smoking tricks you can do to take it to the next level but like the injector shit that ain't for me oh. it's just not what i'm starving i know <laughs> all right all this stuff sounds so good. here's here's what's come out of this sully does really good hot dogs we're gonna go to sully's and have dinner one Hamburgers. night and grade okay well we'll be grading Hamburgers. all of it but b and for this podcast we will do a review and yes. we will do yes uh one to five on each um course and then i'm, I'm sure gonna, you guys be very generous with your reviews <laughs> i'm gonna set up hungry i think we should set up a grilling afternoon at the house and yes. i'm gonna teach david some tricks with the seafood i'm gonna make you that yes. watermelon salad you're gonna love it now we have the grill here at the radio station when do we start using that again this season 
tomorrow. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Fuck it, today. Let's uh, go. Let's go to the store. Yeah, I am hungry now. Burgers now. Thanks for listening as always. It would mean a lot if you would please go to radio.com or iTunes. Drop us a rating. And of course, spread the word. Put up some flyers around the neighborhood. Do what you can. It's always aggravated, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>